Being a new mom is hard. We get it. It's easy to feel alone, but we know that's never how God intended it. So we want to welcome you to The Motherhood. If you need professional parenting advice, clinically proven data, or study-based evidence, please let us know where to find it. Because here at The Motherhood, we focus on sharing experiences, offering encouragement and understanding, but most importantly, friendship. We're here to do motherhood together. Hello, friends, and welcome to The Motherhood. I'm Bethany. And I'm Riley. And we are just so glad you're here today. I think this episode and the next few episodes that we're going to be recording are going to be some fun ones in honor of both of our daughters now having turned officially one year old. So sad. Sad, sad. Like insert like teardrops in my eyes right here. (laughs) But um, we thought it would be fun to share our birth stories. Yeah, and one super cool thing about each of the three stories we're going to share is that they are so vastly different. They're pretty different. Um, So I feel like there's going to be something for everyone out there between yeah. the three of them. And if nothing else, I think they're pretty entertaining. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just have fun listening to it. Ayla's. Especially Ayla's. <laughs> yeah, so maybe if you're a mom who is pregnant now, you might just be looking for some advice, looking for some stories. We hope you find something in this. Maybe, again, like Riley said, you're just looking for some entertainment. We hope that you will jump along, join in on the fun. We're going to be posting all three of the stories at once, so right. you can listen to them all if you want to. But without further ado, let's that just hop right into the first one. going to take it away. This is Indy's birth, and it's a positive C-section mm-hmm. story. Um, I feel like a lot of times we hear the word C-section and we kind of like panic. Like, yeah. oh my gosh. Not only is it a major surgery, but you're awake for it. Yeah. So. Um, but you're awake for it. <laughs> but, you know, like, yeah. typically they just knock you out and you wake up and it's over. But with the C-section, you're you're there. You're, <laughs> anyways, you are not, you're not zoning out for that one. <laughs> but it's kind of funny because, of course, I'm a planner and I research things. And so... I had made a birth plan, Mm -hmm. but I had this gut feeling from the very beginning that I was going to need a C-section. I don't know why. I can't tell you. It was, I don't know if it was God preparing me or what, but I just had this feeling, you're going to have a C-section. And so a very specific prayer that I prayed was like, God, if I'm going to have a C-section, please let the baby be breached or let there be a reason that I know it's coming so that I can prepare. And so again, planner. So... (laughs) Um, I kind of think it's crazy the way that everything happened. And I'm, I had a very difficult, I won't say difficult. It was a high risk pregnancy mm-hmm. and it was like a roller coaster yeah. because I had my regular OB, you know, very confident that I had a high risk pregnancy and I went to a high risk doctor who was very confident that I was fine. And yeah. so it was just back and forth. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm happy to do another episode on that. If that's something people comment wanting to hear more of. But for the sake of this story, I'm going to try to be very light in that and go into the birth more Mm -hmm. hardcore. So, um, I had three conditions that basically all resulted in the side effect of, like, slow growth for the baby. Mm -hmm. So, Indy was measuring small very, I would say pretty early on, like... Um, at my 20-week scan, she was small and my fluid was low. And that's what started the close monitoring. I got ultrasounds at every visit. They were constantly measuring my fluid and all that. So the first, I guess, condition they saw in that scan was basically one that means I had low fluid. And the technical term, I can't really pronounce, but it's this. Oligohydramnios. 
So again, <laughs> low fluid. <laughs> and believe me, it's easier to do that than for me to sit here and make a fool of myself <laughs> trying to say that. But um, then I also had it, what's called an age placenta, and they mm-hmm. actually thought that this could be related to COVID. And oh. what that means is just what it sounds like. Yeah. My placenta appeared further along in gestation than actually was. Yeah. And you got, you had COVID while you were pregnant, right? Well, I or... tested negative, but the doctor oh, was like, no, right. I'm pretty, pretty confident yeah. you tested early yeah. or late and you had, cause I lost taste and smell. Like what yeah. else could it yeah. be? You know? So yes, pretty sure it was COVID. And then the last thing is what's called a marginal cord insertion. And so basically your placenta is like a disc mm-hmm. shape. And typically the cord attaches in the dead center and it attached off to the side or the margin, if you will. Mm-hmm. And so all of those conditions can result in slow growth and just need to be monitored. And so I had three of them, therefore was definitely being monitored and um, technically qualified me for a high-risk pregnancy. Mm-hmm. And so that is what got me into that situation. I was getting monitored every week, like I said, with, or not every week, every couple weeks, every visit, I would get a scan. And so I went in for my 32-week appointment, and she basically scared me, saying she thought Indy could come at any time because it measured Gosh. lower than it had, yeah. like, significantly lower. And so from then on, I had weekly appointments, high-risk, regular doctor, high-risk, regular, and so on and so forth. Made it to 37 weeks, which was huge. Yeah. Because if you think your baby is coming at 32, I mean, that's five weeks yeah. that I was able to keep her in. So. And probably felt like a long five weeks. And stressful. You, yeah, you're like, I don't know when this baby's coming. But it was really nice, though, because she was like at 32 weeks. She was like, if we can just get you to 34. And then mm-hmm. at 34, it was like, if you could make it to 36, we'd really be happy with that. And 37 was my personal goal because at 37 weeks, she is not required to go to the NICU. Mm-hmm. So at our particular hospital, if you give birth before 37 weeks... Even if your baby is fine, which is totally possible, they do go to NICU to at least get an assessment. And so at mm-hmm. 37 weeks, if she was fine, breathing, had good levels, she wouldn't have to go. So go for this appointment. Mm-hmm. And the lady is just scanning and scanning and scanning, and she looks concerned. And I go to a very large practice, so you, I don't know if it's average, but I did not see the same ultrasonographer twice. Yeah. And so this person is unfamiliar with me in my condition. And mm-hmm. so she's scanning. And um, at this point, I'm a seasoned vet, so I know what I'm looking for on the screen. I know what number is go time and all that. We didn't want to get below five centimeters with a two by two centimeter pocket. As long as I was five or higher with that two by two centimeter pocket, I was good to keep her in. But if at any point it went under that, um, the doctor said she would be better off out Mm -hmm. than in. Mm -hmm. So, which was very stressful because like... I feel like I was hyper aware of like kick counts and stuff yeah. because that's the thing. Like if I was leaking fluid or if it did get small, I mean, that can be really dangerous. So you yeah. kind of have to be on it at yeah. that point. Yeah. So um, anyways, at this appointment, she's looking all concerned and I just like literally look at her and I'm like, is Dr. going to take the baby today? <laughs> and she goes, well, are your bags packed? <laughs> Because she can't tell me, you know, yeah. actual diagnostic yeah. stuff. But she was like, to. I would not be surprised mm-hmm. if you if you were scheduling a delivery today. And so that happened. I then proceeded to wait for an hour to see the doctor because Gosh. it was during COVID, like I said. Mm-hmm. And it was at the end of COVID, but still the effects were still in place. So, like, doctors were out sick. Everybody was covering for each other. Like, it was just how it was. Yeah. So, after... I finally get to see the doctor. 
she's talking to me and she's like, yeah, I think we're, I think we're there. I think it's time. I think she will do just fine on the outside Mm -hmm. world. Like, let's go ahead and schedule this. And she says something that kind of has me thinking. She was like, um, something along the lines of like, I think since you still have that two by two pocket, because my fluid was measuring about 3.3 centimeters, Mm -hmm. but again, the two by two pocket was there. And so she was like, since you have that, we'd probably be okay to wait like, I don't know. And I'm sitting here thinking, okay, this is a Thursday. Yeah. I'm thinking, okay, she's going to give me to the weekend. Maybe the weekend. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And she's like, until tomorrow morning. And I was like, oh, Oh. okay, it really (laughs) is happening. And again, I don't know if I mentioned this, but from 20 weeks on, she was also breech. And because of the low fluid, I did not anticipate her having the ability to turn Mm -hmm. because the fluid is what gives them the ability to do that. And she did not have that. So I was pretty sure it was going to be a C-section. I still did a couple spinning baby things just, you know, in case. So after that, she escorted me to the office of the lady who does like the scheduling and stuff. Mm -hmm. And um, they had a 5 o'clock p.m opening in the OR and she was like I'll see you at five that same day right same day oh, so gosh. I left the doctor's office at one surgery is now scheduled at five and I had to go home get Connor now during the waiting period from the scan to seeing the doctor I texted Connor had him come home yeah, from work let my mom preparing. know yeah they were the two that were going to come with me mm-hmm. at the time you could have two guests they could not switch out but they could come and go as they pleased so those are my two they were at the house waiting on me we kind of all knew it was going to happen so uh, go there, kill about an hour, and then literally drove to the hospital to do pre-op at three. Yeah. So, which is also kind of cool because I feel like it didn't give me time to stress. Like, mm-hmm. it was, like, excitement. Yeah. We were all, like, the family had, like, a group thread, and we were, like, guessing what the weight was going to be and all that. And so, fast forward to three o'clock, we check in, and it's kind of crazy because... I just feel like the atmosphere was so different than what I anticipated. Yeah. And I want to preface this by saying this story is not, I don't know if it's the norm. Mm -hmm. Like I totally understand that not all C-sections are this way. A lot of them are emergencies. So please take into account that I am a scheduled C-section because even though it was the same day, again, we, we literally made an appointment for the surgery. It's not like. I was rushed back for an emergency C-section. So just preface that scheduled C-section, okay? But people came in, they introduced themselves. I talked to the doctor, the nurses, the anesthesiologist, all that. And we were really just waiting for me to get fluids in my system, making sure all my labs came back normal, and then waiting for that time slot. Mm -hmm. Well, they were like, hey, the OR is open. Do you guys want to go ahead and do this? And it's not crazy. Sure. You know, like... (laughs) And so, yeah, it was really weird, too, because, like, I walked back to the OR because, I mean, I didn't have an epidural yeah, spinal block. Yeah. No reason I couldn't. So that was really surreal. Like, yeah. And then, like, you walk into the... It's just weird, like, because I've had surgery before, and you get wheeled back, you know? Yeah, so just, yeah. like, to walk into this, like, sterile room with yeah. all these... I don't know. It's just crazy. <laughs> but, um, so, I actually realized at the beginning, you go in, you sit on the table, and you get ready for the spinal block everybody's introducing themselves like hi I'm so and so I'm gonna be over here I'm so and so I'm doing this and you're like I'm not gonna remember any of that yeah. but cool and um the anesthesiologist is there I recognize him from the room this other girl introduces herself says she's gonna be working with him awesome and it's not until I'm like I'd say probably halfway through with the spinal block yeah that she is like 
the anesthesiologist is whispering to this girl and he's confirming things and in that moment I realize oh shoot this is a resident doing my <laughs> spinal block and um this is going to help some people out there if you're expecting a c-section spinal blocks are not immediate okay mm-hmm. so I thought it was going to be like um general anesthesia where they knock you out like literally they're putting that medicine in you and as it's entering your body your eyes are closing Mm -hmm. spinal blocks aren't like that with pain it takes probably like five ten ish minutes for it to work so i'm freaking out because i'm like a resident just did this and i can still wiggle my toes yeah yeah (laughs) like i heard you shouldn't be able to it's not working it's not working (laughs) yeah yeah and i'm like please don't do anything (laughs) and of course they're like no we got you it's good it's you know whatever and i'm also like a people pleaser so i'm not really voicing these concerns like, they're, they're affirming me, be, you know, being like, let me know if you feel this. How does this feel? But I'm like, I can definitely feel your poking, but I don't feel pain. And I'm, they were like, that's good. I'm just laughing as, like, being a people pleaser. I could just see you being on the table getting cut open, and you're like, you feel everything. But you're like, no, I'm fine. This is great. <laughs> Sorry. But, and then, like, one other thing that I distinctly remember, which was so weird, is, like, and I appreciated it because I'm also a little bit OCD with things. The doctor was, like, marking on my, like, abdomen like where she was gonna cut Mm -hmm. and then she went down between my legs and looked up at my like up to my stomach yeah to like make sure it's where she wanted it like symmetrical (laughs) and I was just like girl thank Thank you you, thank you thank you because that's gonna be a scar forever on my body and I just really appreciate it okay so now I'm prepped and then they come up and they're like what music do you want on do you have any favorite songs any favorite genres and I'm like I wasn't aware I needed a playlist, so I was wasn't just like, for that. <laughs> yeah, I know. Nobody told me to have a playlist in yeah. mind, so I'm just like, oh, I like just about anything, and they're like, is country good? And I was like, yeah. So yeah. country music in the background, um, literally, they make the first incision, and then they bring in my husband and mom, because I don't know if you know this or not, they don't bring in your people until you're already open, mm-hmm. I guess, because if you do feel something, maybe... Maybe your friends and family don't need to see that. Yeah, <laughs> but, yeah. Um, yeah, it was really crazy, too. That. They, like, pinched, I guess. I didn't know. Yeah. And somebody said, did you feel that? And I was like, I didn't feel anything. And she goes, good, because she just pinched the full out of you. Uh, and I actually had a bruise where oh, whatever really? it was that they used yeah. left a mark. Yeah. But anyways, um, yeah, so they did the initial cut. Family comes in, and then... I mean, really, it was just a very bizarre feeling that I don't Mm -hmm. even know how to explain. Yeah. It's crazy to me, too, like, God's design in the whole process, because as they went in to get her, I could feel her moving up, Mm -hmm. like, into Mm -hmm. my chest. Yeah. And it's just so crazy that even at, I mean, pre-birth, they already have an instinct to, like... Kind of, like, retreating. Yeah, yeah, like, this is safe. I'm staying here. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But anyways, um, the whole surgery, like, I would say from the... From the cut to the baby out was probably, like, not even 10 minutes. Yeah. Like, it's crazy how fast they do this stuff. And so, at 5.24, Indy was born, and it was just the craziest thing. I do remember, I say crazy. It wasn't hectic. Crazy yeah. as in, like, bizarre, like, yeah. mind-blowing. Just yeah. a really cool experience. And when they pulled her out, um, she didn't immediately cry. And, I mean, I she might have been, like... 20 seconds without mm-hmm. crying like it no one was concerned or if they were they did not let me know but um since lung development is a pretty uh common reason for babies going to NICU I was scared mm-hmm. I just remember saying I need her to cry I need her to cry and then I'm just thinking back that first little like yeah. 
little scream. Little peep. Yeah, it was just the <laughs> cutest little thing. And then Connor is very, like, squeamish. Sorry, I hope he doesn't mind me saying that. But, like, he's the kind of guy, like, he's not really into, like, med shows yeah. or anything like that. No blood. Mm-mm. So to see him just, like, up and walk around me, mind you, cut wide open because he's going to see the baby, mm-hmm. you know. He walks all around me. The The setup of the OR was really not ideal. Yeah. But anyways. Yeah. He goes and gets her, brings her back to me. Sweetest moment ever. I did. There's so to my left was like glass cabinets and I was trying to, to watch, but <laughs> you can't really see much. But I have to ask what do you remember what song played? I don't. I wish I had I do wish that I had been more present in that moment yeah. because it would be really cool because I know that if that song I remembered, yeah, then it'd be like sentimental. But I'm also like well, then, maybe what if it was a weird yeah. song? Like, <laughs> like Maybe it was, like, Wide Open Spaces by Dixie Chicks. Wide <laughs> open. See what you did there. But did you feel like you were, did you feel like you were, like, off mentally at all? Though I mean, other than the fact that you're like, oh, my gosh, I'm about to have a baby. But, like, I know your your body's not feeling anything. Did you feel like your mind was, like, kind of affected at all? I don't know. It by, was like, really just, like, adrenaline. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I was happy. I, I do remember I was, like, shaking, but it's not because I was cold. And that could be nerves. It could yeah. be a side effect from the medicine. Like... I think epidurals can do that, too. Yeah. yeah. I, I think it's just, like, the nerve-blocking pain, whatever yeah. that is. Like, so I don't know if it was adrenaline, medicine, or what. Yeah. But, no, it was... And I, I feel bad because I remember everything and also nothing. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, but I think as usual for any story, because, again, it, it is, like, that adrenaline of, like, oh, my gosh, I'm about to have a baby, you Right. Know? And, like... It was just crazy, too. Like, somebody walked in late, and Dr. Harris was, like, mid-surge, and she's like, oh, don't worry, we're just <laughs> taking our time over here. And I think the fact that it wasn't urgent is just what made it so relaxed. Laid back. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. enjoyable, and it allowed me to be in the moment. And if you are a mom who had um, a negative experience, like, I could 100% understand how that room would be intimidating, mm-hmm. intense, mm-hmm. and you don't know these people. Because if you're in an emergency situation, I highly doubt someone's like, Hello, yeah. I'm Dr. Thompson, yeah. and I'm going to be taking care of you. What playlist do you want? Yeah, you know, like, and I totally get that. And so I hope my story is not discouraging to some women who don't have that experience. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I'm just speaking my experience, and this was it. Yeah. So after that, um, they stitched me up. I think start to finish, we were in the OR for about an hour. But yeah, my mom took some pictures, so I have those little keepsakes, mm-hmm. and it was just super cool. And I think after my experience, um, I was pretty, pretty excited to have a, I'm going to say a vaginal birth, because there was no part of me that thinks I could do natural. Yeah. But um, I definitely wanted the epidural, but I was excited to do that. And part of me does feel like I missed out in a sense, mm-hmm. because I didn't get that moment where the baby's placed on your chest and you do immediate skin to skin and and just like as weird as this is if I felt one I might think differently but like yeah. I will never know what a contraction feels like yeah because yeah. as a c-section mom I will probably have the option to schedule another c-section in the future mm-hmm. and after this experience I don't have a desire to try for a v-back yeah. anymore yeah. I think I'm just gonna do another scheduled c-section if yeah. we decide to have another but yeah and that was gonna be my question because I know you kind of said all along, I remember us even having those conversations. You kind of felt like in the back of your head, you're like, I think this might be a possibility for me for one reason or another. But was there any struggle with kind of, in a sense, like having to accept that it was different than maybe what you had originally planned 
and having to end up getting a C-section? No, definitely, because I am also a perfectionist. Mm -hmm. And so, again, I don't think this is the right mindset to have, but part of me felt like I had failed. Yeah. And, like, I was offered an ECV, I think is what it's called. Basically, it's when you get a spinal block and the doctor manually turns the baby. Mm -hmm. My high-risk doctor actually said I was a good candidate for that, and he was willing to do that. Mm-hmm. But this was also at 36 weeks. I was just told by him that he thinks I could go to term. Yeah. And if that does not go well, because the baby gets stressed with the process and their heart rate spikes. And if it does not settle back down to normal, you go have an emergency section. Yeah. And I was yeah. like, why would I risk that? You yeah. know? Um, so again, I, I didn't do that. But I mean, it was definitely tempting because yeah. I was yeah. like, I could have a chance, could be a chance, you know? But at the end of the day, I'm really happy with the way things worked out because it was such a positive Mm -hmm. experience. Mm -hmm. And right now, I stay somewhere on the line of like, I don't say advocating for C-sections, but I do like to be a positive light for women who need one. Like, they're Mm -hmm. not all bad. Some of them can be very enjoyable. Mm -hmm. And like, I don't know, I just feel like my eyes were opened to what it could be. Yeah. But also having that very real understanding that just... I don't want to go overhype them because I understand that not everyone's is that way. And most C-sections are not scheduled. I think most of them are the baby's heart rate drops or something happens in delivery that makes them more emergent Mm -hmm. and that, you know, you know, like I don't want to like overhype it, but I also want to comfort moms who are expecting one like I was. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think, I don't think you often do hear positive C-section stories, you know, because I think a lot of the times it can end up being a case where it's an emergency or unplanned. Um, or you're so set on your birth plan, mm-hmm. and so it's disappointing. Yes, you know, yes. Not that you're not willing to do it, but there's definitely some disappointment there. Yes, yes. So I'm so proud of you for sharing this and wanting to, you know, advocate for a positive experience and share that because I know there are people out there looking to hear a positive experience about it. So, and again, I think God gives us our experiences to share them, you know, and I am an open book. Yeah. Yeah. And now you've got beautiful little Indy to show for all of the hard work that you went through. Very, very vain and um, (laughs) materialistic point I'm going to make here. But because she was breech in a C-section, she had a perfectly round little baby. Oh. <laughs> she didn't have the cone head. Yeah. And she's got some really, like, flexible legs, right? Was oh, there? Like... I should share that. So, yeah. You she should, like, was... post a little picture up here Yeah, I think for I... YouTube. Okay, so I will because I know that there's one I can share. You know, she was obviously naked, so not all of them can be shared. But, um, yeah, so she – imagine a frog's legs. <laughs> That's how she came out because she was literally breech, but yeah. she was still in – like fetal position yeah but yeah so she came out looking like a frog and they did a special (laughs) swaddle on her for breech babies Uh and I just remember after the surgery and stuff they had they're like look we do this swaddle on the breech once like how sweet and I was like no we're fixing her legs so after they gave her to me I like straightened her legs out and then like a normal swaddle like she can't no (laughs) not gonna be hopping around like a little frog (laughs) but yeah so that's my little breech baby i love her oh i know and she's the cutest well again thank you for sharing your story and thank you for letting me i love talking about it i know it is super fun and i can't believe again she's a year old now well she's the oldest so well not older than archer but of the two girls so you know she's she's been one for a minute now that's crazy but by a minute we mean like almost a month it's a long minute. <laughs> but anyways, um, yeah, if you guys have any specific questions, mm-hmm. um, feel free to shoot a DM on Instagram or something because I love talking about yeah. it. And especially if it can help someone, like, 
take my experience and do with it what you will. I'm happy to answer questions, offer advice. I, I'm not a professional, but you know, yeah. if like, I know that when I realized I was going to get a C-section, I was able to reach out to some moms who had had one mm-hmm. and been like, what mm-hmm. are the C-section must-haves? Yeah. What are, you know, how, what recovery should I expect? You yeah. know, stuff like that. And there's probably so much more that you could talk about. You know, we kind of gave, in a sense, the brief summary, but I so literally much more you could get into, have I bullet points for this. And on one of my bullet points, I put, don't spend forever on this point because I I take rabbit trails yeah. when I talk and, you know, so. Well, I think you did a very good job. <laughs> Thank you. And um, I will also be sharing both of my birth experiences next. So you guys mm-hmm. are welcome to check those out. I have a unmedicated story and a medicated story also experienced a high-risk pregnancy. So... If you're interested in hearing either of those, either for education or entertainment, you can check those out on YouTube, Spotify, Apple, or wherever you're also listening to your podcasts. Yep. And with all of that, you know, make sure you do check out those stories if you haven't yet. If you are finishing up the birth stories trifecta with Indy, we will catch you guys in the next one. See ya. Bye. Thanks for taking the time out of your busy day to listen to us, friend. If you felt encouraged by what you heard, please consider giving us a review wherever you listen to your podcast. Unless you hated it, because like your mom always said, if you don't have anything nice to say, you don't say anything at all. And to officially join the motherhood, follow us on Instagram at themotherhood underscore moms. We always have ways to interact and we want to hear from you. Have a great week.